we're going to be looking at uh, what is baptism then? And uh, just uh, asking the question of what, what is this all about then? If uh, if these people have already trusted in Christ as Savior, what, what are we doing this for? And uh, we're going to go to Acts chapter 16, verse 30 to 34. There's lots of misunderstanding about what baptism is in lots of different circles throughout lots of different periods of church history. And what we like to do today is just bust a couple of myths about what baptism is by looking at Acts 16, verse 30 to 34. So let's just let's just read that. Just so you remember, we've been preaching this recently, actually. Paul and Silas are in prison. There's an earthquake. They're able to run away. They don't run away. The, the jailer runs in, and, and here we are, verse 30. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all of his household. So, three myths we're going to bust this morning. Myth number one is that baptism is for salvation, or baptism brings you the forgiveness of your sins. And uh, we want to just look at what Scripture says about that and see that that's not actually true at all. Many people in history sadly came to believe that baptism was necessary to become a Christian and to receive Jesus' forgiveness of sins. Well, let's look at what Scripture says in this passage of Scripture. The Philippian jeweler comes to Paul and Silas and asks the question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they reply, be baptized. Right? No, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. So how does someone become a Christian? How does someone receive salvation? By trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. As Matt likes to say, transferring your faith in yourself, or anything or anyone else, over to the Lord Jesus Christ instead. And it doesn't say, and then get baptized and you'll be saved. It says, believe and you will be saved. So baptism does not make someone a Christian. Trusting in Christ as your Savior is the only way to become a Christian, to receive salvation and the forgiveness of your sins. Baptism, then, is simply a public way of declaring that you now are in a personal walk with Jesus Christ, that you've trusted in Jesus. So this this baptism that's happening today, the four people getting baptized are simply declaring there was a stage in their life previously where they trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they're now new people in Jesus, that they've died to their old life and have been risen into a new life in Jesus Christ. So that's myth number one. Baptism is not for salvation. Myth number two is that baptism is for infants. Again, many people in history came to believe that baptism could be done to babies and to infants. It's also known in many circles as christening. Some people think that because they were christened as a baby, that that makes them Christians. And some believe that because they were christened, then it's not necessary for them to go through this kind of baptism. Well, let's just look at what this passage of Scripture tells us about those who are being baptized uh, in the story here. In verse 32, it says, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. So let's just imagine that we don't know for certain, but let's imagine this Philippian jailer has a couple of babies, right? He has 
mummy, mummy jiller, 15-year-old jiller, and, and baby jiller, right? The, the jiller family. We got Matt the barber, we got Flippy and the jiller, right? And he got his family, and there's a couple of babies going on there as well. And uh, when you're speaking, when, when Paul and Silas are speaking to all who are in his house, you know that the infants are not listening. Like if a baby starts perking up and saying, Can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's freaky. That doesn't happen, right? So we have kids right now at the back. That's normal because they don't listen. That's, that's just part of life is that they can't, they can't hear uh, the, the God. Now some of, some of those guys are, can hear this message and they've, they, they, they're hearing it more and they're telling dad about wanting to listen to Christian songs and things. That's wonderful. But infants, babies can't hear the gospel message, okay? So when, when those are in the household hearing this message, we, we assume it's people who are of an age that can hear and understand a message, right? We skip verse 33 and we get to verse 34. It says, when he brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. So like the end, he's got, we've got daddy jiller, flippy, mummy jiller, 15-year-old teenage jiller, and jiller. Baby jiller doesn't believe because he can't believe because he's a baby. He hasn't been able to hear. He hasn't been able to understand. And he hasn't been able to believe. So he hasn't heard and he or she hasn't believed. Infants can't believe. So then we get to verse 33 in the middle. So verse 32 he spoke to all here in the house, verse 34, all here in the house believe. And then we get to verse 33. He took them the same hour of the night. He washed their stripes and immediately he and all his family were baptized. So when it talks about his household hearing in verse 32 and believing in verse 34 and then being baptized in verse 33, we just follow the logic there. It's those who heard and believed were baptized. And of course, we know a baby cannot do that christening is not a biblical pattern of baptism. Read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and I'll give you 500 points when you find Christian in the Scriptures, because it's not there. Uh, baptism is for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's myth two. Myth three, then, is baptism is for later. In other words, again, some people have come to believe and put a bigger emphasis on baptism than it actually needs to have. And over the generations of the church, where trusting in Jesus as your Savior isn't enough to qualify you for baptism. That there's some other steps. That there's some more. There's some more pathways that you have to do. Uh, we have to. When someone gets saved, and then there's this language around it now, where I have to pray and ask God if I'm ready for baptism, and I have to wait for Him to impress it upon me. And that's not actually a biblical way to consider baptism at all, actually, because if you look at verse 33, He took them the same hour of the nights that he heard this message in verse 31, believe and you'll be saved. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and what's the word? Five years later after a baptism class, immediately. Three years later after they'd shown themselves worthy, immediately after having trusted in Christ the Savior, he and all his family were baptized. If someone has genuinely trusted Jesus as Savior, then they qualify for baptism. That's all it is. I've trusted in Christ, so I'm going to get baptized. It's simply one of the first steps we take after following Jesus to publicly declare that we're his followers now. Now, just a heads up, there's nothing magical in this water. Same water from the tap in the kitchen. It's the same water we used 
to fill this thing up. Uh, no one has prayed over the water or blessed the water in any way. I haven't. Have, have you done? No, no. So no one's prayed over or blessed the water. Uh, this water will not save those who are being baptized. It's literally just water. Uh, they are instead publicly declaring to you and I that there was a time in their life that they put their trust in Jesus and were born again. And so they died in Jesus and risen to a new life in him. They, they, it's like going into the grave. They died in Christ and they've come up to live a new life in Jesus. That's already happened to them. And so baptism is a public symbol of that having taken place. So that, that's some myths for, for baptism, busting some myths, explain what baptism is. 